Welcome to Hubshots episode 28. Craig, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Ian? I'm very well. Now we're on this really, well, we're in daylight savings now. I know. It's completely thrown me. We're actually recording this on Monday, the 4th of April, although by the time you hear this, it'll actually be the following week and you'll probably have adapted <laughs> to the time to, change. To the time change. But yeah, we're still struggling, aren't we? Okay. Now this episode is about inbound sales certification and having a growth mindset. Yeah. As we know, inbound sales certification is launching. And in fact, by the time you listen to this, it will have been launched for a week or so. As we record this, we're still under embargo, but it's uh, it's going to be launched on Thursday, the 7th of April, Thursday coming for us, and it'll all be live by the time you hear this. I know. I'm looking forward to it. It's very exciting. I know you've done the certification. I'm, I'm about to take that exam. So... Next time, we'll both be certified. It's really useful. And I think what we're going to discuss in this episode, we're actually going to dig into this certification a little bit and talk about some of the content and what it covers. But you might be thinking, inbound sales certification. I'm a marketing manager. What's that got to do with me? Well, actually, heaps, heaps of value. And we'll chat about that a little bit yes. later. Yes. Now, we're going to go back to a new adapted format. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we're, we're adapting and we've just been, we've had seven episodes talking to great people at HubSpot and we're now back into the new train of thought and we're into a new month. We're into the second quarter of 2016. Oh, no. So here we go. So let's start with shot one, which is inbound thought of the week. Yes, inbound thought of the week. And you know what? I'm, I'm really looking forward to inbound coming up in November, but I thought I'd make a few predictions. Go on. Inbound. You should make some because I haven't got any. <laughs> okay. I just, thought, I just thought I'd put this out there. So, you know, and speaking of certifications, I've, yes. I've also done the design, the HubSpot design yes. certification, which is excellent. And yes. by the way, you don't have to be a HubSpot partner or customer or anything. You can actually go and do that. It's really useful to getting to know the HubSpot cause. Yes. So and that's the content optimization system, yes. which is known as HubSpot websites. Correct. Yes. So just for Thank those you. of you who are a bit confused. You know what? I think the naming is still confusing because they used to is. call it the HubSpot cause. And then when you look at their live site, it's the HubSpot website. website. But in yeah. all the certification, it's referred to as the cause. So Correct. Anyway. But you're quite right. It, it gets confusing. So Craig, I mean, I guess this would be a good time to ask you, as even though we're doing the thought of the week. Why would someone use the HubSpot website platform? Yeah, well, this is what's been going through my mind. And part of doing the design certification is I just realized how good this tool is. Yes. I've always kind of had an understanding of what it can do and the benefits. And I think often it's pitched against WordPress or yes. it's positioned against WordPress. And yes. I think that's unhelpful in a way because we do a lot of WordPress sites. So in our agency, we do a lot of WordPress sites for clients and it's a great fit for them. They've got a WordPress site and they might have HubSpot as the marketing automation behind it. And it actually works really well for them. I actually think WordPress is kind of where you start and you get the 80% of everything, get all the foundation in place. And then when you've really got a mature kind of website strategy, then the HubSpot cause I think actually adds that extra 10 or 20% specifically around things like personalization. And yes. this is the key for me. I mean, our current agency website is still on WordPress we're moving over to HubSpot Cos now just because of the added benefits it gives in terms of personalization and just how you can just make this a really personalized experience. It's all about user experience. Yeah, so mind. totally. I mean, for, what was interesting for us is we were using Business Catalyst. Right. And so I migrated off Business Catalyst onto the HubSpot website platform. And it has been really interesting. It's been a whole year and I've discovered more and more new things, but there's also been more and more additions to it. So I think it's been great. 
from that perspective and just even giving it to people on the team that don't know anything about websites and giving them the power to be able to change and update things it's been fantastic from that perspective right so tell me what your prediction is Craig. yeah okay so here's the thing and and this is i'll tell you an area where the hubspot cause is lacking compared to wordpress so wordpress has this themes marketplace also has a plugins marketplace yes. where you can um and a lot of them are free right so when we say marketplace it's just like a plugin library they have got thousands, probably tens of thousands of plugins for WordPress. Now, HubSpot Cos doesn't have that. It's The best you can get with HubSpot Cos is a few integrations, right? Yes. They're powerful integrations, but there's no kind of idea of a plugin marketplace like there is with the template marketplace. Like the HubSpot Cos has a template marketplace for the website pages, landing pages, email templates, but there's no kind of plug-in marketplace. Now, my prediction for inbound 2016, if it's not earlier, is I think they're going to really promote the HubSpot cause and there'll be a whole plug-in marketplace announced. That's my hope in any case, because that's kind of the glaring hole in, in that I can see between the two. And I think there's a very vibrant ecosystem kind of developing at the moment around the HubSpot cause. And I think the plug-in marketplace would really extend that really nicely. So that's one of my predictions for <laughs> for inbound. Shall I give you some more, or we can uh, actually? I'm no, I'll let's give, save them. I'll give you one each week because I've, one I've got week. a list of them. Of my predictions. So up until inbound, you're going to hear one prediction, and we'll just have to keep a tally on which comes true, Craig. <laughs> I know, probably none of them. But anyway, there we go. All right. So one of the really interesting things is that. Last year at Inbound had, I think, 14,000 people. So that provided more challenges for the guys organizing it. And I know what it's like organizing conferences. I've been a part of some big ones. So, you know, I think it's all about the learning. And one really interesting thing is that they're going to let us pre-register for events. What do you think about that? that? I think that's pretty cool. I think it's a good idea. I'll be interested to see how this plays out because I know even at Inbound, I'd pre kind of selected things I wanted to go to, but then on the day I changed. Yes. So I would say pre-registering, I think the real value, what they're trying to overcome is this whole idea of allocating small rooms to what turned out to be very popular speakers. So I think pre-registering will give them a much better sense of the look at the data so they can plan better. So I'm really happy about that. So yeah, I think it's going to be a big improvement and uh, hopefully no, well, a big reduction in those huge queues we used to see. That's quite, right. Quite disappointing at times. So <clears throat> our pro tip for the week, pre-register yourself when it comes out. Well, that's right. I think they're saying it'll be a couple of weeks before inbound. So probably yeah. September, October. September, October. Yeah. No, that'll be good. All right, on to HubSpot feature tip of the week, Craig. Now we're going to talk about certifications. This is really important. And as as we ramp up through the year, there's going to be more certifications that come online. And it's really about keeping everybody on the same page, keeping everybody ahead of the game. That's really what I see this is about because we sat ours at the start of the year and are still sitting some. And you know what? You need to sharpen that sword. You just need to sharpen the sword. Sharpen the sword or sharpen the saw? <laughs> well, we'll do Isn't both. Isn't that why I hang out with you? <laughs> That's right. I think, yes. Yeah, anyway. Covey would be here. Anyway, sorry, go. I want to go get back. So inbound sales certification has just been launched. Now, it really actually hammers home that whole thing that Brian was talking about. We've got marketing under control. Sales is out of control. We're going to bring some stability to it. And it's about the inbound sales certification. So... It's really about transforming selling to match the way people are buying. So the whole process around it is actually geared for that. And if you've done the inbound training, you'll notice that there's some similarities. 
But it's fantastic that there's actually a process now that you can give sales when we're talking about inbound sales. So everybody kind of gets on the same page. And you know what I would be saying is like, if you're a marketing manager, do it yourself and then give it to the sales guys. Because you know what? This is going to make your life so much easier. It puts everybody on the same page. It understands what they're doing and also gives people a consistent outcome. And it's also personalized. So one of the things with the inbound sales process is it's being quite personalized. It's understanding what your needs are and then shaping the solution to form those needs. It's not about what I've got and how quickly I can get it to you, which is the old style. So I'd really recommend looking at that. Do you want to go through some of the steps in this certification? Yeah, I do. And I think I I totally agree. I think this is an excellent certification and really useful for marketing managers and, of course, for salespeople as well. I'll just take a quick step back because we've put this in the HubSpot tip of the week section, certification in general. Everyone in our agencies are getting certified. We're going through the training. You know, I've done it. And then what we're telling our clients and our customers is actually, yeah, you should do the certification. It is actually a tip within HubSpot. There's actually a whole bunch of training there. And quite often when I'm talking with customers, they say, oh, can you come in and tell me a little bit of how to do this or how we should think about this? And I'm kind of like, yeah, sure, I'll come in and show. And now I'm like, actually, I can't even do anywhere near a good as job as this training with videos and PowerPoints and that. So take advantage of certification in general. It's actually really useful. Don't worry about the badge or, you know, that's, it's probably got negligible value on your CV or anything like that. I probably shouldn't say that, but seriously, come on. The training itself though is so useful. Yeah. You know what? I cannot disagree with that because I, this is one of the biggest things I've used different other platforms. And I think the power of knowledge that is in this platform and system is unbelievable. Like, I tell people, like, this is a great example, right? You work in marketing, you have people that help you out, you've got people in the team that do stuff. You know what? With HubSpot, you've got a standard that everybody can sit, which is the certification. People come and go. You can always get them certified and get them off and running. There's never a point where you're going to be left cold not knowing what to do. And I use it as a massive selling point to people because I don't see any other platform out there that actually has that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that I think what's interesting is I've been using HubSpot for a little while now, so have you, and our clients trust us to come in and advise them how to use it. So we're kind of the experts in a way, and yet we do the certification and we learn heaps of useful stuff that yes. we're implementing in our own agencies and also for our customers. So I know it feels like I'm harping on about this and people are going, why are you talking so much in the podcast about this? It's because I really want to impress on people and our listeners the the real advantage and benefits you get from doing this. So take out a day on your weekend, go through all the stuff and, yeah. Sit the yeah, so before we finish this part, mm. I think I'm going to talk a little bit about the sales yeah. Um, yeah. methodology. It really has four key areas, which is to identify, connect, explore, and advise. And it obviously leads by through an awareness consideration and decision stage well i think that's what's really good how it maps the two together because we're familiar i think with that buyer's journey that's right and the great thing about this certification is it brings in the whole how inbound sales just fits in so nicely Yeah. yeah so you know and we've got some slides on the on the website have a look and then get started even go in and do the training yourself i think you'll find a massive benefit 
Yeah, look, and one final point just about this certification is how I think what they do is a really good juxtaposition of kind of the legacy sales with inbound sales. Yes. And they, they articulate that really well and kind of the new way of doing things and how previously it was, you know, how it was always be closing and now it's always be providing value that as part of your sales process as well. I will say when you dig into some of the, like there's six different parts in the certification, they go into a lot of detail. And some of the later ones, they're actually talking to the level of giving you example scripts that you work on in your calls and your warm calls and follow-up calls. I think that's really helpful. And I think this is a really interesting part. Like when we think inbound sales, there is a lot of conversation happening here. So in the training, you'll see there's lots of scripts about conversations, examples about people having conversations with the person on the other end. And I think that's a, probably a slightly big difference here. We, we talk about inbound methodology where we try to push everything through HubSpot and automate a lot of stuff. Here's a lot of conversations with other people on the other side of the line. So you don't know what you're going to get sometimes. <laughs> and I guess that's, that's the fun of it all. But it really gives you the foundation to make that happen and have a consistent effort about it. So I'm really looking forward to it. Got everybody on the team doing it and it'll be really fun. And even today I was trying to practice some of it, but it'll be really fun to see what comes out. All right. Now on to the resource of the week, Craig. Actually, the resource of the week is the book, The Sales Acceleration Formula by Mark Roberge, who's actually one of the instructors in the Inbound Sales Certification. Now, he was one of the earliest sales people at HubSpot. He helped build them from $0 in sales to $100 million in sales. He's the guy yep. when it comes to inbound sales methodology. He's actually, he's the one that's walked the talk and done it, and he's one of the instructors as well. So the resource is his book that he wrote on the whole process. Yeah, which is fantastic. Now, I, I would here's a little pro tip. Why not buy some of those books and give it to people in sales to get them kicked off or give it to organizations that are doing it not so well and introduce it to them via the book? That's a great idea. Oh, by the way, I'll say, because I've read the book oh, yeah. and I'll say it's not actually HubSpot kind of. Yes. Yeah. So you can, even if you're not using HubSpot, Correct. you can actually take this book. Yes. If you are using HubSpot, it's just even better. Yes. So. That's fantastic. That's a great tip, Craig. All right. Challenge, Challenge of the week. week. <laughs> our challenge is adapting to all of this yes it's my challenge i'm sure it's your challenge absolutely it was it was sam shulman's <laughs> challenge last week so, in the interview in saying that I, th- I would say go listen to the last episode where we interview sam shulman who's the head of sales in asia or in asia pacific for hubspot and just listen to it because he talks a lot about adapting and being adaptable because of the constant change that's taking place And I think we really all got to get on board and you've got to make sure your team's on board with that and you've got to change the way you think. So totally just get, go back and listen to it and get a feel of it. Okay. Now, Craig, opinion of the week, I'm going to hand this to you. Okay. So opinion of the week, um, it's, it's a HubSpot, HubSpot, HubSpot episode because this is actually comes from their read, think medium uh, channel. So HubSpot have a medium, medium.com where I think most of our listeners be familiar with the social network medium and uh, HubSpot have a publication there called read think. And one of the articles that's got a fair few recommendations and shares lately is this one. And it's titled why the most talented people copy. And I found this an interesting post because they're really going through the process of how culturally some cultures embrace copying 
and others don't. And often, especially Western societies, we, we kind of shun the whole copying and it's much more it's an individual thing and my purpose and, you know, our company's purpose and there's less copying. I thought this was a really, uh, I guess I'm going to say challenging because I didn't agree with all of it. And yeah. in fact, some parts of it I was shaking my head. Yeah. But the reason we mention it is because, again, it's just about this idea of taking something that works and using it yourself, learning from other people's mistakes, all their knowledge they've learned. And by the way, sorry, I should just clarify, it's not about copying plagiarism kind no, of thing. So yes. it's not, uh, uh, probably the title gives yeah. might indicate that, but it's not about just copying someone and stealing their IP, not that at all. But yep. it's about basically having more of a, uh, an approach to looking at what's working, what people are doing, yeah. copying those so that we can iterate faster. This whole totally. idea of agility. I agree. We're a part of a mastermind, a global mastermind, and that's why we're a part of that is because we don't know everything. We basically use that as a sounding board to see what other people are doing globally and pick up some ideas and try to implement it ourselves and even take it one step further because – you know what, there's so much stuff happening out there. And if you're a marketing manager or even if you're in sales, like you just think, I can't keep up with all this stuff. And you know, this is how I keep up with stuff. And this is, I'm sure, how you keep up with stuff. And I think it's really important. We've got to be aware of what's going on and you've got to be able to take what is, you can see that's working and give it a crack. That's pretty much. Copy the good things that people and companies have made available and learn from them. Yeah. That's it. And I think why this dovetails in nicely with what we've discussed previously, the inbound sales certification and all these other things is, about adapting, I think a lot of it is a psychological resistance we have. We kind yes. of, oh, I want to do it my way. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But it's kind of like, no, we've always done it this way, as we were saying last episode. We don't want to change. Adapting is actually hard. And part of actually being successful in adapting is copying what's actually worked and learning from other people's mistakes and their, and their learnings. All right. On to the tip of the week. All right, so do you want to go through this one? This is a great tip, speaking of HubSpot, another HubSpot tip. Yeah, yeah, now this is really interesting because you asked me this question before we started and I gave you a different answer to what you thought you were going to say or you, what you told me, right? And it's really about finding out who is unsubscribed from your portal, right? So people who have unsubscribed from an email. Now, I said, look, go into the CRM, which the contact part of the CRM, which is also the contact part of marketing, and then just filter through and find out all the people who have unsubscribed and then create a, a smart list out of that, right? Which is what I thought. <clears throat> and you had a different solution, yeah. which was to do it via lists. But what was interesting, kind of two different ways to go about things, the way you've suggested when you go through and create a new list and try and figure out who's unsubscribed, the only issue there is you're going to have to put in individual lists that they've unsubscribed, whereas the way that I'm talking about is you can actually see across the board who's unsubscribed, which is really important. Yeah, so it actually turns out there's three ways to get a list of people who've unsubscribed. The old, old way, which actually does have other benefits, is you can go under email, yep. so under in your, in your HubSpot portal, email, and then you can actually export our list of all unsubscribes and bounces. That's actually got the other added advantage. You've got the bounces as well. So that actually comes out as a CSV. And then you could get that and you could import it in as a list, right? That's how we used to do it. You can also, as you said, my kind of way was you go in, you create a smart list based on email. But the problem there is you've actually got to choose each individual email. So you create a smart list, they unsubscribe from this one or from this one or from this one. And then the third one, which is the way you found, which is the best. <laughs> Is just that contact property where you just yes. like, 
has opted out of all emails and it's it's so easy. So we're going to include a little screenshot in the show notes how to do that, just yeah. to list the people who've unsubscribed. And you know why we're doing this? Because we're just about keeping our database clean. We talk about this a lot, keeping it clean, understanding who is unsubscribing. Now, you, you came through, you told me a very valid point was they may be customers of yours, but they might have unsubscribed. So you might not want to actually delete them out of the database. So in that case find a way to keep them keep a record in there but all the rest you can you know delete them straight out of there well the great thing about that smart list way that you mentioned is you can say they've opted out of email and not Not customer customer. so yeah you can get that list and then yeah i've done a big purge over the weekend but just goes to show right it's just what the different things you can do and look here's the thing i know we've we go on about how good hubspot is right but there's not many other systems you can that easily get a list of the unsubscribes, that power. I use a lot of different email systems and getting those lists and trying to clean out your database can be a real hassle. I just love the power. We We underappreciate it, don't we? All right, state of inbound item of the week. And I want to say this is really important. This is the eighth annual survey of the state of inbound for 2016. So we're going to put a link there to go and fill out the survey. It should take about 15 minutes from what they're telling us, which is again setting expectations. <laughs> so Yeah, this is an annual survey they do. I think they're up to their eighth one. This will be their eighth annual survey. And uh, we, uh, last year when we were doing uh, episodes, we talked about a lot of the results from their seventh. Yeah, so and, I and think... really valuable insights into what's happening, yeah. I think one of the key things that we want to hit home, Craig, is that uh, Asia Pacific had a quite a small representation in this survey, and I'd love to see that grow for this n- next one in 2016. Good point, yes. All right, motivation of the week, Craig. All right, so I'm going to talk about something that's motivated me. Now, this might sound a little bit off topic, but this is a quick little book review. This is a book called Mindset by Dr. Carol S. Dweck. And as some people have said, why, does, why do authors have a middle initial? Do you know why they have a middle initial? Got no idea, Craig. I've never written a book. No. It turns out it's because it gives them more authority. Really? Yeah, publishers tend to, especially in the US, they tend to have authors where they've got a middle initial. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's kind of kind of crazy in a way it's kind of seems academic or that kind of thing anyway why didn't why are we talking i don't know why i brought that up but anyway dr carol s twack she's written this book called mindset now i actually heard about this book from bill gates you know the gates notes bill gates talks about books he's read and he reviews them i read this book and what it's about it actually compares two mindsets that you can have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset Now, this might sound pretty dull and not particularly interesting, but I'm just going to say I think this has actually changed my life reading this book. It's been That's a big call. It's a big call. And I actually put this on on social. I think I can't remember when a book having so influenced me and changing my thinking as reading this book. So really what it goes through is talking about people with a fixed mindset tend to feel that genetically what they're born with is kind of that's they got the luck of the draw and then you're kind of set so your intelligence is set kind of thing whereas a growth mindset really considers your intelligence as a bit of a muscle that you can improve you can strengthen so it's really about having a bit a bit more of an approach that says if i work on improving my intelligence i'll get benefits so it's not one of these kind of dream big and it will happen kind of things it's not like oh i believe i can be this and magically it's not like that it's really just about 
having an approach that assumes that you can improve your intelligence through hard work. If you fail at things, they're lessons to learn from. And that basically persisting in the face of setbacks actually leads to better outcomes. So if you're listening to this and you have got a growth mindset, just because that's the way you're brought up, you're probably thinking, oh, that's kind of obvious. What's the difference? But if you've been brought up to have a fixed mindset, as I have, which you can probably tell why I'm so excited about this book, this has actually really just opened my mind to being um, much more effective and growing all the time. So why am I mentioning this in a podcast around marketing and things like that? Two reasons. One, because I'm hoping she speaks at inbound. (laughs) She was one of my predictions, by the way. Right. So that's gone for next episode. But just because this is changing everything in terms of my approach to how we're going to do marketing, what we think we can achieve, just the fact that hard work does pay off and also learning from mistakes. We'll try something, as we always say, test the measure, but we'll learn from it. And just have this mind that's said that says we can learn and do better. So this this continual incremental improvement approach as well. So I very much recommend the book. I think it's if you're listening to this and it appeals to you, get it. If you're just after something to read, I think you've got to be in the right place mindset, for this yeah. book. So a couple of years ago, this book wouldn't be much use to me. I just you know happen what? to be in the right place. You know what yeah. I found interesting that caught my eye mm. being a parent? It said... Uh, how you can f- fulfill your potential, business, parenting, school, and relationships. Yep. And that really caught me because I've probably got a few of those categories happening right there. So I'm going to read this for sure. I actually think for parents because I think a lot of how you're brought up affects yeah, this mindset. Totally. And um, I really recognize that from some of my childhood things. And so as a parent, yeah, I think you benefit greatly for your kids. So there we go. I hope that was interesting to listeners. I don't know, a bit off topic, but... But let us know. Yeah. You know, we'd love to broaden this and understand what you're after. So if you don't like it, please tell us. And if you do like it, tell us also. <laughs> no, if you don't like it, don't tell me because I've got to fix my <laughs> <laughs> All right, Community Art of the Week, Craig. Now we're going to talk about the Sydney hug that we had a couple of weeks ago. This was... Uh, as usual, such a great event. Yes, thank uh, you, Chris Fell, for yes. giving up your time, your team to put that together. We really do appreciate it that you spend that time to get everyone on together. Yeah, I totally echo that. He was. I I just thought it was such a really good night. I mean, I I think people go with different goals. Like Correct. I know a lot of people go with the whole networking side. I'm not a big fan of networking. If I mentioned that, that's before. where I met you, Craig. <laughs> But I was hiding in the corner, right? <laughs> you were very kind and came and said hello. But I think uh, I think some people like a lot more networking, whereas I like a lot more content. And I loved this particular event because yep. there was interviews, there was panels, and yes. there was a presentation from Chris. <clears throat> His presentation was excellent, the whole kind of mapping of the bio Bi-gen. journey. And he did it in quite a lot of detail, diving into it, which is always good because usually it just gets a superficial kind of touch. But I think one of the standouts of the night was when he interviewed, Chris Fell interviewed Moby Sadiq. Yes. Um, one of our fans, probably our only listener. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what? Yeah. Here's someone using HubSpot in a business, keeping it real. You know, you talked about using paid traffic to, to get to get traffic initially yeah, because he had to get those leads through the door, you know, and so, you know, obviously things shift over time, but it was a really on the grounds kind of interview. And I, and I, 
You know what? I had one of my team who just started that day and they came and they listened to everything that is this community and this platform we call HubSpot. And he was really amazed at the depth of people and just even that event. Like it was just phenomenal. Yeah, it was really good. Now, speaking of Moby, basically Chris asked him a few questions. He gave a few answers. Then he got a few questions from the audience and he answered them really well. Yes. If you want to hear what his answers were, he's now doing a podcast. This is yes. our podcast of the week item. See the how we nicely transitioned into that. And he, in one of the episodes, I think it was episode four, actually, yep. he actually went through the responses and um, covered the material that he covered on the night. So that's super useful. So we've yeah, got a right. link to Moby's it's podcast. It's called Inbound Buzz. Inbound Buzz. So if you're on iTunes, look it up. Inbound Buzz, you'll find it in there. All right, Craig, we're coming to the end. Now, this is the lol of the week, you said. <laughs> lol of the week. We'll finish with this because do you remember many episodes ago, we were looking at some of the shonky tactics people use? Yes. And one of them Did is- I send that from my iPhone, Craig? <laughs> exactly. So one of these techniques, you know, how you read this great tactics yes. to use, is on your when you're doing an outreach email- at the bottom of the email, you go sent from my iPhone, even though it's, you know, coming from Outlook or yes. your, your CRM. And the idea is because when people see that, they think it's much more personal and written to you and they're more likely to respond, yes. right? And at the time we said, yeah, look, we're just not into that whole miss, you know, represent. Anyway, but people will do that kind of thing. Anyway, the funny thing is I got an outreach email like that during the week. It's got the brief message that it's got sent from my iPhone, except underneath it, it's got all the unsubscribe information, the unsubscribe from this list. Like it's totally an automated email sent out from some automated system. I'm just like, these guys just don't get it. They've just yeah. seen that tactic and yes. gone, oh, we'll use that in our <laughs> MailChimp out. <laughs> anyway, crazy stuff. So there you go. There's an example of what not to do. All right. Now in closing, how many stickers do you have left, Craig? Mate, I'm all out of- You're all out. I'm all out of the Hubshot stickers. Well, I do have a few. I took some to the last hug and we managed to give a few out. So if you want stickers, let us know. Collector's items, those. That's right. Edition one. Edition one. Just like the Mercedes Benz. There's a lot of edition ones going around. (laughs) All righty. Anyway, this has been a great episode, Craig. So encourage you to leave your feedback, tweet us. Let us know what you liked or you didn't like because we'd love to make it more specific for your needs. All right, Craig, have a great week and I shall see you next week. See you next week, Ian. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.